This is the Health Wildcatters podcast. I am Hubert Zajic and I'm the CEO and co-founder of Health Wildcatters. Health Wildcatters is a nationally ranked healthcare accelerator based in Dallas, Texas. So one very typical decision to make for a startup is to decide how to raise capital. So let's just say you've decided to take capital on from an outside source. So we're beyond friends and family and um, you 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 want to take formally some capital on which means people are going to be on your cap table and you've got a variety of options the typical thing that one thinks of is a, a seed series and uh, what that means is you will uh, create a series of documents that set the terms of the investment very formally uh, they will also set the valuation of your company and the classes of shares and all that. Needless to say, it's quite involved and you will likely use a startup attorney to help you with that. You can also look online and find the documents. I don't recommend that personally, but if you're super gifted, maybe that's what you need to do. Now, one premise here though is that um, somebody has to set the terms. So we just talked about terms are being set in an equity round and so it's very hard for a startup to set those on on its own so you got to find somebody who's actually willing to set terms for you or with you so when you're in a scenario where a venture capital or experienced angel investor group is um, dealing with you they will likely have a set of terms that they want and then the negotiations start and you're likely also talking about a larger amount of money, meaning there's a cost of executing these documents. There's going to be continued legal costs and ongoing legal costs. So you wouldn't want to do that if you're raising $10,000 because your legal costs are likely going to be higher uh, or close to anyway. You don't want to consume a large portion of your raise. And then also the second premise was that you need somebody's set evaluation. Not everyone's comfortable with doing that. So usually you would want someone who has experience to help you find a reasonable valuation. And the reason for that is that you need to find other people as well who agree with that. So you need somebody who's experienced and has some some stature in that, in that space to actually help you with that. Often this goes into all the different terms of the term sheet, which means uh, the term sheet is basically lining, outlining the, the various rules that you will uh, abide by in your stock purchase. And uh, once you agree to those, then you flesh out the rest with the actual stock purchase agreements and other documents. But, but that's a, a, a process that takes a while. And then even if you have that one investor, now you got to find, likely you got to find other investors who are also agreeing to these terms. So you're going to start shopping that unless it's an exclusive deal where only one company can invest in you. And uh, those terms you're going to play around with a lot. Again, it's good to have the counsel of, um, uh, of experienced startup people with you on that because there is a tactic to every step there. And in tactic, I don't mean something nefarious. I just mean mm, there's somewhat of a ritual or a, a system to it all. So if you have experienced counsel, you will, you will kind of figure out which ones are the ones that are really important to you and which ones you can give on. And that's an important piece. So let's talk about convertible notes because that's often the other 
way to get financing into your company. I think the most important piece about that is that you are likely dealing with, let's say, a smaller amount of money, or you've been advised not to start a whole equity round because your investor isn't um, willing to put the due diligence in to set up a whole equity round, or maybe you don't want to spend the money on a whole equity round. We, we often recommend convertible notes because it allows an investor to quickly set some terms and let a future formal round dictate what the actual transaction uh, is worth. Now, in most cases, these convertible notes will still have something called a cap, which means a maximum valuation you attach to the to the investment. But they are not formally setting a valuation for your company. And so this is a lot more appropriate when you're dealing with a um, an investor who says, you know, I like you, I like to invest in you, uh, I believe in the future, and I'm sure you're going to raise money again in the future, but I don't need to be the one telling you what it's worth. Let's have a future round decide what it is, but I can give you the money now, and uh, the convertible note is going to protect my rights in this transaction through a, um, a convertible note cap, so a valuation cap, or uh, otherwise, a discount to the next round. In other words, let's say in a year you're going to raise money and um, the convertible note holder gets a 20% discount to that valuation. So I know that's getting a little technical here, but let's say it's a $4 million valuation. In a year from now, you would get a 20% discount. So you get a, um, a, a $3.2 million valuation for your convertible note. And that's appropriate because you're taking the risk a year earlier. There's a lot you're going to find out in that year. And um, you should get rewarded for that. So the investor should get rewarded for that. And you're likely wanting to re- reward the investor for that, for jumping in early and being being there with by your side um, earlier on. Another important Couple, couple important uh, things to keep in mind with convertible notes is they have an interest rate, which means they're being treated more like a loan, and then they have a conversion feature. So that means somebody gives you a hundred thousand dollars, and it's being treated like a a loan with an interest rate until it converts to equity, which means at a future date that money and the interest accrued are likely going to convert into shares. And so at agreed upon future uh, prices or discounts. A third instrument is called a SAFE. That stands for Simple Agreement for Future Equity. It's actually very similar to a convertible note. It's money now and it will be converted later into equity in a future round. It's caught on on the West Coast and some startups still use it. It's an easy, simple document. There was really one version out there that was used for all practical purposes. And kind of the beauty of that was that there's one version of it. And then people started mucking around with that one version. And so then there were different kinds of safes out there and it got confusing again. It's not that different from a convertible node. It's got a couple of advantages for the entrepreneur and sometimes it makes it a little bit simpler on the equation, but ultimately it's not really caught on here in the middle of the country as much, at least not in my uh, humble opinion. And so if you run across, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, It's entrepreneur friendly, but 
honestly, when it comes down to raising capital, the most important thing is that you find agreeable terms for the startup uh, investor that, that are also okay with you. And convertible notes have a, a pretty good balance of the, the risks and, and rewards built in. For instance, there's interest in the convertible note that SAFE doesn't have. So you're kind of paying interest on the loan as opposed to a SAFE where you don't. It's, it's really semantics. So from a startup perspective, when you're faced with those options, convertible note and equity round, the equity round is likely your preferred way to go. If you're not raising, I would say $500,000 or more, I would probably go with convertible notes. Convertible notes might be a, a little bit easier way to go. And um, if for some reason safe notes come up, um, I wouldn't be afraid of them, but be aware that it might be harder to convince other investors to take them. That's it for this episode. The Health Walkheaders podcast is produced and edited by Covington Doan. The music is by William Flato. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. To learn more about Health Walkheaders, you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or visit the website at healthwalkheaders.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thank you.